Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. What's going on, Colts Nation? I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, are my guys Gerard Powers and Rodney McLeod. And today we are going to go over the Week 17 loss to the New York football Giants. And my goodness, that we talked about for like the last month or so about the losses and how big they have been and, and different aspects of the game. Daniel Jones looked absolutely amazing in this game. Uh, Gerard, what was your initial, what's your initial overall thoughts about this game? Uh, it just looked like, you know, two different teams. One team knew that they, they won that game. They clinched a playoff spot and another team still trying to figure out, you know, how to get things fixed. Uh, Daniel Jones looked motivated. I read something to where uh, the head coach kind of gave Daniel Jones, you know, I guess ball status to where he did the the uh, the schedule for the week, you know, and, uh, and he went with what Daniel Jones wanted to do. So it just shows you. Uh, how much they believe in Daniel Jones. And I think he earned himself, you know, an extension and will be the New York Giants quarterback for the future here on out because there was a lot of questions about Daniel Jones going into this season. Can he be the franchise guy? But I think he's proved this season that he's the guy going forward. Rodney, what was your what's your thoughts overall about what happened this past Sunday? I think defensively, uh, Daniel Jones was, uh, man, uh, a viable weapon. Uh, you know, not only passing the ball, but, you know, he really extended plays, uh, design run plays. They were all very effective uh, and helped him, you know, win and kind of take control of the, of the game on, on Sunday. And, of course, you know, it's disappointing. You know, we, we understand and, and knew um, the impact that, you know, he would have uh, for, on that op- for that offense, particularly in the run game. But some things they also uh, did that that were unscouted looks. And so you have to credit them uh, for uh, a good game plan, you know, versus, you know, one of the best defenses, you know, in the league and especially against the run. Uh, mm-hmm. We did. We kept Saquon contained. Uh, you know, I think he may have had like one explosive run. Uh, that hit maybe in the third quarter, but outside of that, it was it was a quarterback play, uh, quarterback scramble for 30, 40 yards. Gerard knows, you know, as a defender, man, when you're having to compete against you know receivers and quarterback, it makes your job uh, that that much greater. And so that's what we saw on Sunday, and uh, you know, we we obviously couldn't couldn't contain him, and and. Uh, you know, that that resulted in a, in a loss for us. So uh, Daniel Jones is much improved from what I've uh, seen over my over the course of my past couple seasons, you know, being with the Eagles. And Gerard said, like, you could tell, you know, he's uh, gaining a lot of respect in that locker room from the coaches and his teammates and uh, really starting to form into the leader and the quarterback that they envisioned him to be when they drafted him. Yep. Absolutely. And I just want to remind everyone that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. 
everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so here's the thing. You know, we were talking, I've been talking uh, the last few weeks about Daniel Jones before the game ever started, because that was the guy I thought that, you know, would be someone that the Colts could maybe go after this offseason and uh, on top of possibly going and getting a rookie. I don't know, you know, how that would work out, having a young guy plus a rookie. But I've looked at Daniel Jones over the last four years. His last – he's gotten better and better and better every single year. And um, against us this past week, he had, what, an 80% completion percentage? Um, you know, no turnovers, no sacks against the sixth best sack defense in the NFL. We were unable to get to him a single time. Um, now his combine numbers, four, eight, one, 40. Okay. That's, that can't be right. I mean, <laughs> we're out there on the field with him, Rodney. How, how quick is Daniel Jones? I don't know if he's necessarily quick, but he he has very deceptive speed. I, I saw that in Philly, you know, when he everybody, uh, of course, the long run, everybody clowned him. Turf monster got him uh, right at the ten yard line. I was a part of that, and I think he clocked uh, twenty one to twenty two yeah. miles per hour on that. So that shows you uh, his the capabilities that he has. But he's really just a a, a very uh, a big big guy in, in general, right? Uh, and so I, I think that's the surprise to most guys when you get on the field with him is his stature. The fact that, you know, he is bigger than than uh, you would think kind of gives me a, a little uh, Josh Allen, uh, I was just say that. you know, stature and, and the way he goes about it. But, yeah, it's very effective. You know, it's hard when when you have to deal with 26 and then you have to also worry about, you know, Daniel Jones keeping it or design runs or bootlegs that can turn into to runs you know it's 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 a uh, it's an advantage and so uh, i'm not sure how long you know you you want to uh, put your quarterback at at risk right because i've also been a part of i was a part of the game that uh where he he was injured in our game and and he had to remit miss the remainder of the season so uh you know you just have to be careful but uh, right now seems to work. Uh, he he also seems to to understand when to slide and and when uh, he can put himself uh, uh, not in harm's way to gain extra yards for his team. Yeah, I think I think his style of running when it comes to it. Uh, I was gonna say his stature kind of reminds you of a, a Josh Allen, maybe not as big, but he's just just in that ballpark. But uh, he he's smart about it. Like he knows when that he can take a hit when it's a smaller DB or a smaller type linebacker to where he can absorb a hit, and he knows when he uh, needs to go down. So that that's the part that can kind of become frustrating as a defender when you're going against him because uh, when when quarterbacks are running and scrambling, I mean. 
Rodney will tell you, we're trying to go tee off. Like, that's our one chance to where we can hit him however we want to, and the ref's not going to call anything. And uh, he, he's he's real smart about, you know, when to go down, like Rodney said, and when he's going to lower his shoulder and, you know, try to gain that extra couple yards and uh, running over a defender as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do feel like they, they need to, as a lead, look into those, those <laughs> rules, those protection rules, though, because to your point, uh, you know, Bobby got a flag. Yeah. Uh, for a personal foul, but a series or two or two plays before, you know, you see Daniel Jones uh, staying up, right? He literally tried to stiff arm, you know, him later on, on, on a on a third down, third and five play. And so at what point as a defender are you put in a, a, a compromising situation? I mean, we're talking about every yard matters and you don't know, right? The minute you let up, these quarterbacks are savvy. We saw even with Matt Ryan, yep. you know, we're playing the Raiders and they let up thinking that he's going to give himself up on the sideline or go down and he cuts back and it turns into, you know, 10, 15 extra yards. And who knows, that could be a two minute, you know, play and, and, and be the difference in the game. So I, I don't know. I, I think they just have to uh, look at that a little closer and and understand and see things from the defenders, you know, point of view uh, sometimes. And and I get we we do have to protect quarterbacks. Uh, don't you know want any uh, head? I mean, uh, hits to the head or anything like that. But at the same time, uh, we are put in a very difficult position uh, when our job is to uh, defend every blade of grass. Absolutely. I mean, that that, talk, that that play you were talking about with uh, Bobby, you know, I mean, I was a little upset because it looked like that Bobby launched at the same time that Daniel started that, the slide. You yeah. Know? Hey, how yeah. can you how can you fold a guy uh, when, when it happens the same time, you know, and yeah. and on top of that, it's not like Bobby followed through. You know, right. he, he tried to avoid him as no he boy. saw him trying to slide. He just yeah. he was already in the air. But uh, to your point about these, you know, roughing the passer and stuff like that, Nick Foles had his, you know, a big bonus situation go on in that spot where uh, the defender was up in his face, thought that Nick Foles threw the football, but didn't. It was a pump fake. And then Foles was able to, you know, pull it down and then get rid of it as the dude just stand there in front of him. And that is because of you know the defender not you know not wanting to get hit with that kind of call something yeah. has to be done about that like you say because it's affecting the game on how it's played at uh overall but it's mm-hmm. also affecting players pockets you know mm-hmm. um you know that defender you know with Nick Foles I mean, I know he don't want to get a penalty, but he also don't want to get fined, uh, yeah. you know, as well. And and same with our guys. So, you know, they I think they just need to come up with some just clear way that defenders know what they can and can't do. It can't be a judgment type call. I, I feel like if quarterbacks are going to scramble, I mean, it is what it is. I wonder if a running back is running and he goes to slide at the, the last second you know, trying to give himself up and they hit him, are they going to call that the same yeah. way they'll call it at, if a quarterback does it? So I just think it just needs some clarification for sure. Mm-hmm. I believe that as well. And, you know, the the thing about – I want to get back a little bit on Daniel Jones because this is this is a interesting situation that I'm looking at. Did you know that Daniel Jones, his interception percentage is the lowest in the NFL? Yeah, I think coming into the game, we we highlighted that 
that uh, they had some of the, the fewest turnovers, particularly mm-hmm. when it comes to interception. I think he's only on five on a year. So it was going to be a great challenge for us to see, you know, how we can create some turnovers, uh, especially, you know, when, you know, he he's doing a good job at protecting it. But we did get a turnover. Uh, Bobby had that punch out. You had the the recovery there. Uh, could you take us through that play on what happened? Yeah, it was a great play by Bobby and Gilly. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, we come out of, of halftime and looking to uh, create some sort of spark for our team, knowing that we're first up and first play of the, of the second half, we come up big, uh, get the ball in, in, in our territory and set our offense up, you know, for a, a potential score, right, to now gain some momentum uh, and, and start to make this this comeback. But on that play, uh, Slayton caught the ball. Uh, Gilly did a good job at, at at holding him up. He starts to rake at the ball, and, and Bobby comes in with the, the clinic tape on, on the punch. And I was actually on my way to do the same thing and happened to see the ball come out. I wish I was able to stay on my feet and uh, get some get some uh, some more yards or potentially a score. That would have been great. But at the end of the day, the recovery is good. And, and, and now, uh, you know, you set your offense up for uh, – for the ability to be able to put some points on the board. So I got to ask both of you guys, um, the injury, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, on his sack on Nick Foles. And then obviously we know about the the injury to Foles. And then Thibodeau uh, had that celebration that while, you know, right beside, there's a lot being said about that. Um, do you, put that on Thibodeau or do you think that maybe he just didn't realize what was going on? I, I, I was just curious, both your guys' thoughts I, on that. I think a player etiquette, uh, if you know a guy's hurt, you're not going to do anything to kind of show up the guy. I think that's one of those just unwritten type type things that you just know as a player. Uh, when I watched the play, it seemed like he rolled over immediately and just started the celebration. So uh, he might not have known that Nick was hurt unless, you know, he could hear Nick screaming on the sideline or something. I meant screaming right next to him or something like that. Uh, but I didn't I didn't initially think that he, you know, really knew that Nick was hurt or anything like that, because as players, like I said, uh, you, you don't want to see anybody get hurt in our game. You want guys to, you know, be able to stay healthy, go home back to their families and, you know, live their lives how they live it. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Thibodeau knew that Nick was hurt and he just celebrated right in front of his face like that. Yeah, I gave him a pass initially, right? As uh, soon as he made the hit, I think it was it was simultaneously celebration uh, for him. And then that in that moment, you don't you don't understand uh, the severity of of the injury. Nor did I, I'm sure that that he saw the injury, right? Like you're just caught up in the moment. But mm-hmm. the minute you go to the sideline and and you see uh, what's happening, it, you know it looks as if Nick is in serious pain. Uh, the way that he's uh, moving on on the ground mm-hmm. uh you know i i was nervous for him i, I didn't know if he was seizing up or or what uh was that state and and immediately you know you, you you switch your mindset and it goes into man this is a, a peer of mine this is somebody that yep. um you know puts his body on the line the same way that i do and so now that compassion uh has to now come into the forefront and that's all that matters is the health of that player at that at that moment in time. And so it's disappointing when you see the fact that he took it to the sidelines and gave, you know, the the sleeping antics uh, oh, as if he put that. him to sleep. 
and, and oh, that's where that's that. yeah yeah that's where it, it mm. crossed the line you know to a point where you blatantly disrespectful yeah, now that's disrespectful you, you, you yeah, know sure. and and like you said that's a that's an unwritten you know rule in the, in the league and you just don't cross those that line and and i mean we saw that firsthand last night imagine if you know that that was something that somebody did in, in that instance you don't know in that moment uh what what that injury is going to lead to so uh, just you know, hoping that you know he he can learn from from that from that moment. Uh, he's a young player. He, he he's a he's a good player. Uh, but you know, obviously he just has to uh, a little more maturity in that moment. Uh, but at the end of the day, glad Nick's you know he was able to walk off. You know, you see the cart come out, but he was able to uh, get off on his own two feet, walk off, man, and and you know lifting got him up in my prayers as well. Mm. absolutely absolutely it was good to see him get up well after like you said after we saw the cart uh things started really getting a little bit hairy right there and and, and uh, a lot of thoughts went through everybody's minds yeah after the injury though uh the young man uh come out and played quarterback for the indianapolis colts uh gerard what do you think of uh his play out there on the field I mean, I didn't didn't expect too much from Sam. Uh, I mean, he's still a young player, still got a lot of learning to do in a tough situation, um, you know. So I didn't I didn't you know necessarily think Sam was just gonna come out there and light it up, man. You just I mean, it's a tough situation to be put in, and uh, he tried to do the best that he could in in his opportunity. Rodney, what what do you think of the the young quarterbacks? Um abilities that game i know you don't watch the offense too much being that you're you know but did you get to sit back and see anything uh sam clearly was in a difficult situation you know having to come into the game under those circumstances but i, I felt like he competed mm-hmm. and that's all you can ever ask you know he's a he's a competitor and that's what i've uh noticed from him from day one and clearly going against him in practice uh, he's going to do that um no matter what and so that's all I can do is that's all I can ask of, of any player on the team is is give your best, give your all and be competitive as possible. And so I felt like Sam demonstrated that he was able to get a touchdown uh, for us late in that game. And, you know, you saw him uh, doing everything he possibly could. And and so um, happy for him, proud of him. And and I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, he he's going to get a, another opportunity to go out there and, and, and showcase uh, his talents and abilities. Absolutely. One of the reasons why uh, Saturday moved on from Matt Ryan and went to Nick Foles was he wanted shots downfield. The Colts did get a shot downfield and an amazing play by Paris Campbell. Uh, Gerard, what was your thoughts about the play? I mean, to me, that looked absolutely fantastic. I was so happy for uh, Paris with that opportunity. I mean, anytime you can make a big time catch in traffic like that, I mean, it it just boosts up everything about the day for you. You think you're about to have a day when you have those type of catches, and that's for sure. Right. But those are the type of plays that uh you know we've been wanting to see all year. So mm-hmm. let's take some shots and give guys some opportunities to go down and make plays. But to see Parrish do it with the, his history of injuries and him being healthy all year and really showing people the type of player that he can be, uh, I mean, I, that's going to look good going forward uh for him uh whether it's with the coach next year or somebody else uh team going into the offseason absolutely um Rodney your thoughts about Paris and and maybe not just that play but you know practice against him you know week in and week out hey man watch your head 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what we, <laughs> that's what we said after that play. Uh, remarkable grab uh, to be able to do it in traffic like that. Uh, and in a critical uh, play, man, that was third down. And that extended mm-hmm. our drive and allowed us to go down and, and get some points. So, man, you, you've seen them come alive all year. You've seen that, that confidence uh, build, build mm-hmm. up. And I think, you know, slowly you're starting to see – his skill set and and why the team you know drafted him right and and I think the, the the team is was also trying to starting to figure out like how to utilize uh this guy in the best and how can he help us and you see that in the screen game you know his his uh ability to be able to um you know catch the ball in traffic and and, and get yards after the catch which is huge in in this game and then just make tough grabs you know from time to time. So I'm excited for PC man. Happy, you know, he he shared his story with us one time he was able to speak with the team and learned a lot about him. Uh, didn't know that he suffered as many injuries as as he uh has in his young career, but it's impressive to see, you know, him persevere. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and his mindset, right? And and how that made him uh a better player and how that made him stronger. And and I know firsthand about you know, having devastating injuries and it affects confidence and 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 your belief and and qu- you're questioning whether or not you want to continue or you have enough to continue playing. So uh, it's good just to see him in this form, um, him making plays consistently throughout the year and praying that you know he finishes out this this year uh, more importantly healthy. Absolutely. Hopefully, he gets uh, rewarded after this after this season. Um, with the the kind of play that he's had, and and as you said, staying healthy for the entire year, that's a that's a big bonus for him. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. As we went over uh, the Colts and Giants, you know, the Colts losing to the Giants this past Sunday in a, in, in a pretty big way. Gi- as as you guys were talking about, the Giants were fighting uh, to clinch a playoff spot, and they definitely played like that's what they were doing it for. So. Uh, congrats to congrats to the New York Giants. Um, I think that broke a a streak of not making the playoffs since 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, yeah. uh, happy for them and their fans. Uh, yeah. Sucks as a Colts fan though that we lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that'll be it. Um, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Gerard Powers and Rodney McLeod. This was Believe in Colts, brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.